Welcome to Tasting the Right Way, where I sit down with my good mate and ultimate wine man, Lindsay Wright, to compare our value for money finds. Here we taste, compare, learn and laugh. Our mission being to locate the best value for money propositions in our local wine market. These shorter snippets are beyond fun to produce and we hope you enjoy listening to them. Once again, welcome to Tasting the Right Way. Lindsay, it's another perfect day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm here with my drinking buddy, Lindsay. Lindsay, how are you, mate? Yeah, very good, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, well, like every other day, uh, hard to beat. The sun is shining, beautiful winter day. Any comments on the uh, the uh, surroundings before we start drinking? Yeah, I think every time we've been here, we've been pretty lucky. I, mean, we, we always, I have noticed, actually, we always start by commenting on how perfect the day is. So we either need to... I think we need to start rating the day. Rating the well. day. Uh, th- this this is uh, six and a half out of five. I think it's yeah, I pretty, think pretty so. perfect. I think yeah. so. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'd say this is, oh, you wouldn't get much change out of nine and a half, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's pretty perfect. As uh, Look, a bit of diversity in the wines that we're trying today. We've got a Hunter Valley Chardonnay. We've got a Claire Valley Mauverdra. Morvert, how the hell do you pronounce that? Because every time I, I seem to have a habit of embarrassing well, myself when I try and pronounce it. It's really things. easy. You just say Mataro. Mataro, that's what we call it. Mauverdre is French and Monastrel, or is Monstrel, it Monastrel is... No, Mauverdre is French. And, and Monastrel is, Ita- uh, is Spanish. Spanish, Spanish. correct. Yeah. So we use okay. Mataro. Yeah. Okay, and Which is easier uh, to pronounce. Look, you've brought a Barolo. I have. You son of a bitch. Like I you know. really brought I know. You brought the heavies. I know. I just was in a Nebbiolo in a Barolo mood, so yeah. what can I say? It's winter. Yeah, why, why not? Why not? Spoil me. <laughs> um, but and a little bit of context for that Barolo. You and I shared a Nebbiolo. The other night yep. on my way home from work, we did. I could not resist the temptation. I can do anything in the world, Lindsay, but say no, um, which is a dangerous aspect of my life. But I pulled off Mogul Road into uh, your shop, came in, and you had the bottles open. We shared a glass of this Nebbiolo, and we legitimately thought that it could have been a misbottled Barolo because it was so fantastic. It was. It was. I mean, that was just a, ne- a laggy Nebbiolo, so nothing too expensive in the, um, in the grand scheme of things, but it just... Blew my mind. I wanted to see what you thought about it, and it sounded like your mind was blown as well. So yeah. I thought, same producer, let's step up and go to the Barolo. <laughs> see, see, see if they've made a mistake. See if they've made an error. And <laughs> I don't want to get into the, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. I don't think they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So let's, let's turn to producers. So Elborn are the incredible producers of this Shana. They're Picolbin based. Uh, family-run enterprise, really cool. I um, showcased this Chardonnay and some uh, some other of their wines at a tasting I did recently. Family enterprise, you go down there, a lot of local produce, so they're not exclusive to wine. I think they've got some livestock. They, they, they really focus on sustainability, so you go down, there's some veggie patches, some animals running around, but they also produce some rock star wines. And uh, I think a, 2018, they got a five-star Five red star rating from James Halliday. Their Chardonnay. This is the 2019, the Grace Hunter Valley Picolbin single vineyard Chardonnay. I mean, it's all some pretty important keywords there. Shall we start drinking? I would love to. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to pour. Say when. I just said when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Give it a swirl and a yep. sniff. All of a sudden, it's, it's got a beautiful color on it. Massive color. Yep. It's like a golden straw, could you say? You didn't say a golden straw, but a bit of, bit of lemon there, but it's a yep. golden straw color. Um, yeah, yep. really, really stands out, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does, as does that initial lemony flint on the nose. Oh, oh, actually, not coming through this time as strongly as it did. Yeah, like I think when first. we opened this earlier, I'll more of that, that um, mat, struck matchstick stick yeah. um, gun flint, but I think that lemon flavour has certainly stepped up, up a little bit. Stepped yep. up, yeah. Yeah, so, th so there's definitely that flint, but this time round, look, you and I have been drinking for a while. Not, not in a bad way. No. Uh, but this is not the first glass no, of this no. bottle that we've had. We've this let city. it breathe. Yeah, we've, we've let, we've it, let breathe. it breathe. We've let, we've let all these wines breathe, um, hopefully uh, for our benefit and their benefit. But definitely, yeah, that, that lemon, curd, preserved lemon, whatever you want to call that, is definitely coming through. Yep. And it's like a, a dense lemon. So mm. rather than like a citrusy, airy-fairy yep. thing, not that citrus is airy-fairy, to me this is like lemon meringue pie feeling. Yep. Like it's rich. Yep. Not overpowering, no. but there's, an in, there's a depth to this lemon thing, and this is only on the nose. Yeah. So, And as I was saying earlier, Tom, there was a little bit of the, what was a lot before, but a little bit of that... Um, Gun that gunpowder struck uh, struck matchstick yeah. that, that flint and I really like that in my Chardonnay. It's not overpowering, yeah. but I do like something there that yeah. makes it interesting. It needs yeah. to be interesting. Uh huh. So I think this has got a beautiful nose on it. Winner, winner. So should we have a try? Yeah, I think that's quite nice. Yeah, it's lovely on the palate. So on the nose, I feel that you're going to get this big, rich, buttery, I guess, low acid Chardonnay, but. It's still got quite a lot of vibrant acid, so it's still it feels lighter on the palate than what the nose actually suggests. So, hmm. so I think that's just a beautiful, beautiful that, that, chardonnay. That's actually quite interesting, actually, because it's 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 not overpowering. No, it doesn't hang around too long. I just want to have another sip of this. <laughs> mm. Yeah, what what I'm finding really interesting about this time around is that the the flint element is definitely playing reserved second fiddle yep. to that lemon element. So everything seems to have sort of found its place. And that is a funky flavor. Yep. I like it. Yep. Super interesting. Yep. Not out of whack. Yep. Smooth, integrated. A little bit of persistence. I think it's got quite a good length. Yeah. I wouldn't say long, but it's certainly yeah. not short. I think that's what I was trying to say before. Yeah. And I was like, I need, I need to have another go at yeah. this to make sure that's <laughs> actually what I was getting. But no, I think it's cool. And with that as well, with that that um, struck matchstick, I fed his reduction. So usually with yeah. a little bit of oxygen, that can kind of subdue. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we've seen. I think those more fruity notes have come out. I mean, this isn't a, a Chardonnay that has that real rock melon or tropical or pineapple nah, not flavor at all. That, you, that you can get from other regions, which yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of, to be honest. I think it's good. Finishes with very vibrant acid, a little bit of a little bit of toastiness and butteriness and maybe vanilla, not too much though, but the, the, the oak element isn't overpowering. It That's isn't something overpowering we were talking about before. All. Like I'm not a massive fan of massively oak Chardonnay. Yeah, like I'm absolutely. quite I, there's still you know, talking to Jill Upton recently, yeah. and she said, you know, don't write off Chardonnay, yeah. just say the, the right Chardonnay yeah. for you. And I, yeah. I do find, like, I can tend to be a little bit particular in terms yeah. of the sort of Chardonnay that I've tried and I've enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I don't like massively oak Chardonnay. Correct. I like yeah. the fruit coming through and yeah. sort of doing its thing. But I guess yeah. there is that that balance needed. Do you want to, the, the sort of styles you were referring to yeah. before can um, be not off-putting, but that's a very particular style as well. Yeah. This, this is 
Best of both, man. Yeah, well, that's the thing with Chardonnay is well, there's a lot of different styles. Yeah. So you don't really know what you're going to get uh, until you know the producer. But yeah. I mean, it's good wine. Probably, I don't think much about lactic fermentation. I, it does have that racy, that racy acidity, which I actually think helps it in this, in this case. I think that's a pretty solid Chardonnay for mine. Um, the nose, I do love the nose, but um, just that zesty acidity, I think it's... Um, zesty acidity. It's, it's I like that. lovely. Yeah. And, and I do like the fact that the, the, the characters you get on the nose are relatively reflective of what you get through the palate. Yeah. Uh, lemon, curd, a little bit of flint. It's funky. Quite funky. Yeah. 45 bucks. So. Well, it depends. I mean... Yes, I think, because yeah. things got expensive. So a lot of Chardonnays that I've tried are sort of, you know, getting up into the $40, $50 range. Yeah, and you mentioned a relatively prominent uh, Chardonnay before that you've drunken a little bit of, and you said you think this uh, would, this this wins. I think so. I think stylistically. Yeah. I think stylistically it does. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I like it. I mean, I, I, would, I, would I pay $45 for it? I probably would if I was yep. in the mood for a good Chardonnay. Yep. I think it's... um. It's good. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people, who, a lot of diehard Chardonnay drinkers would like it. I mean, it mm-hmm. smells like Chardonnay. It tastes like Chardonnay, which is what you want. Uh, a lot of producers are going for this sort of more fruit-driven, I guess, they say Chablis style, and sometimes the wines can just be boring. I don't think this, this no, ain't that, man. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, with that, sometimes Chardonnay can be boring. I mean, Chardonnay needs something on its own. It isn't mm. as aromatic as, as some other great varieties, so it really mm. needs something to give it some something and this has got texture and but it still has a really nice beautiful acid wine as well yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah cool great Good acid wine. yeah okay chin chin thank you all right wine number two so i couldn't help myself i had to pay tribute to one of my favorite australian wineries killer canoon so claire valley one of my favorite wine regions just because of the diversity of the stuff they can do there they do i mean they're Clear Valley Riesling, you're a, yep. leaf. You're a Riesling lover. I am. I'm a Riesling lover, but also the Cool Climate Reds that they... And where's he Cool Climate? I mean, maybe that term is thrown around Claire, too loosely because yeah, it can get quite warm. Yeah, I wouldn't say Clare Valley sits in the Cool Climate Territory. I mean, it has altitude with the Riesling vineyard, so yeah. that gives you that sort of diurnal temperature range, yeah. the temperature between day Fair and enough. night. But I wouldn't, go into the, I wouldn't go into the Cool Climate, to be honest. Yeah. Fair enough. Then I won't do it again. But <laughs> I basically love what they're doing and had the pleasure of tasting quite a bit of their stuff. You know, everything from the Pinot Gris to their Oracle Shiraz to their Rieslings to we've got a small batch Mourvedre 21 vintage. This is so retails for 35 bucks. This Killer Canoon you will find in your major retailers, I think. They've got quite a footprint in the Australian uh, market. Also, international market. They're just really well respected and I think uh, they, they deserve that because uh, fa- father and son team, okay. I believe. Yeah. And let's let's get into this one. Yeah, very quality producer, Killer Canoon. Yep. So, excited. Let's do it. Pouring. Groovy colour. It's so, a beautiful so colour, isn't let it? So let, let me just ask. So we're drinking, so if I was to say Clare Valley Mavirdra, what would you be expecting from this? Well, to be honest, I don't really associate this grape variety with Clare Valley that much. I mean, it's more Barossa McLaren Vale. A lot of old vine stuff there as well, but I don't know much about the Clare Valley with this grape variety. Usually with, with Mavirdra, I do expect a lot of tannin density. I do expect a bit of on the nose 
a bit of gaminess, if you will, a little bit, something a little bit different. It's usually used as a blending grape variety for um, Grenache and Shiraz, or more Grenache. Um, Grenache being... GSM. Yeah. GSM. Grenache being a bit lighter in colour, lighter mm. in a, uh, lower in acid. This gives it a little bit of guts, so... Mm. I don't wonder. Um, they've called it a Maverdro as opposed to a Mataro. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that's stylistic or... Yeah, that, that, that is interesting. I've never really thought about it from that from that perspective. But I think even some Australian producers, some call it Mataro, some call it Maverdre. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. I mm-hmm. guess it's just whatever. Um, what side of the bed you woke up on? Yeah, one's easier to pronounce. One's yeah. Not... So, so I don't think it's like Pinot Gris, Pinot Grigio sort of. Yeah, I think same, that's but no, different but that's style. Just, I think that's more of a stylistic, stylistic thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Where French Italian. Yeah, I couldn't tell you if there's a stylistic difference between Matara and Mavodro. Okay. Probably not. All right. Shut up and start drinking. Yeah, okay. Let's start smelling. Let's yeah. start smelling, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's actually quite a lovely nose. There's actually quite a bit of perfume on that nose. Mm-hmm. Now that we yep. go back to it. Yep. It's, it's very, quite, very quite smoothly bright on the nose. It is. Dark it is. cherry, vanilla, Clove. Have I stolen all the descriptors? I what think can you, you come are, up with, I mate? think you have. I, th- I think you've stolen my descriptors. I always, always think there's a, a bit of a spice in the nose now. Almost yep. like a black peppery kind of thing on the yeah. nose. It's sort of come out with a bit of yeah. air. So yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. But mm. I'm not really getting that sort of gamey gaminess that I do get from a lot of Barossa or McLaren Vale Maverdres, but... Not in a bad way. This is probably probably more of a fruit pure yeah. style. Um, what, do you, what do you think? Do you like that? I do. Yeah. No. I, I think this is a. It's got a beautiful nose on it. Yep. All right. Down the hatch, big man. Let's do it. Yep. Really bright. Once again, a wine that I think the uh, what you get on the nose is kind of reflected on the palate. Really bright. <laughs> You say dark cherry? Yeah, I we said dark, dark cherry. I think we said dark cherry. Yeah, the most prominent thing on on, yeah. the, on the nose and the palate. There, I'd say very pliant tannins. Um, Maverdre is a great variety that is high in tannin. Yeah, very pliant. An interesting wine. Mm. I quite like it. It's probably a wine that most people don't drink a lot of as a single variety ever. To be honest, no. It's I, interesting. I've I've had some small batch. Maverdra. Ha! <laughs> whole bunch. It's Did I say that before? Son of a bitch. And I just cut you down. I'm good. <laughs> no, let's 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 bring that up because this is going to be one of the few times, uh, or this is this is one of the few times where I've picked something and I've I've been right. There's there's a whole bunch element to this Maverdra. So small batch, whole bunch. There Here is. And to be honest, on the nose, I'm not getting a lot of those small uh, those whole bunch characteristics. It's yep. not got that. I guess that really earthy. Co- I always mm. I always say compost. It reminds me of compost, but yeah. in a good way. Do, do you reckon that means then that this you know I guess if you're you're picking or you're going for that whole bunch thing, you're not wanting. That's going to add something to the wine, but you don't want those characteristics to take away from the wine. The fact absolutely. that you haven't picked it could mean that this was done perfectly. It could be, could be. Yeah, absolutely. And there has been wines in the past that I've tried, mostly old world wines that use a lot of whole bunch, but you barely detect it because the fruit right. there is just so, it just absorbs it. Yeah, maybe Maverdra, old world. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I can't. Sherlock. S- yeah. <laughs> that's right. I can't say that this great variety lends itself to whole bunch because mm. I wouldn't know it. Yeah, really interesting. Cool. Okay, it might add a bit of tannin to the wine. Yeah. It's for me, it's it's not prominent at all. So yeah. I think it's absor- absorbed into the fruit. So yeah. 
Um, it's a real. It's a fruit-driven wine. It is this one. Absolutely. Yeah, noticeable tannin. Yeah, but it's yeah. To me, it's a it's a pleasure to drink. And K- Killer Canoe, love the death. You go in, you know, they've, they've got the range, so top-end, you know, Oracle flagship Shiraz, which is, what, 9500 bucks. You're getting 9500 bucks worth of wine. Like, I think if, if anybody wants a, a, a gift or a wine that's within a, you know, it's, it's a bit of money, but you're not buying Grange or anything. No. That is, it is a pinnacle wine, the Oracle, but everything down as 20, 20 to 30 bucks for Killerman's run, their range, their... Uh, their Shiraz, their blends, fantastic wine. Yeah, love them to death. Yeah, I, I think it's quality wine. Yeah. If you want something a little bit different, if you're getting tired of your Shiraz, your Cabernet, your uh, your whatever, your blends, um, mm. this is a cool wine to try. Yeah. I'd definitely and rate it. The, 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 the tannin component is, it's it's quite a textural wine, yep. could you say? Yep, there's a bit of grip to it. Those yeah, tannins. lots of grip, grippy tannins. So, uh, on that note, chinny chin chin. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the last wine yeah. in today's. That's, yeah, nah, that's that's enough. More, more is better for me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, less. Less is less, more. Is, less is more. I don't even know what I'm saying. We're three wines in. The king. We've we've brought out the the is it the iron fist in the velvet glove? I think it can be um, described. I mean I think with Barolo it's the king of wines. That's the uh the moniker it has and yeah. well I, I can't discount that. It's pretty pretty accurate. This is a mean wine, Lindsay. It's, it is it's spoiled me. Um off off the back of I think we referred to the story at the start where we recently had that Nebbiolo which just left me Starstruck or struck. I thought that was pretty groovy. So we we thought maybe they misbottled the neb. Don't think so because this is the Barolo, and it's pretty flipping fantastic. Yeah, it is. I mean, Barolo. There is probably no bigger name, bigger bigger appellation um, in the wine scene. I mean, if you ask a lot of wine professionals, what is the holy grail of wine? What is wine at its peak? The two wines a lot of people will say is Burgundy, Great Burgundy, and Barolo. So, yeah. And, um, it's yeah, it's, it is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. What do we know about? Do we know anything about these people? Uh, Ricosa. So, Ricosa, I don't know. Ricosa, that sounds better. Let's go with that. <laughs> we don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, hang on. What, what, what do you guys stock? So you've obviously, you've got the Nebbiolo. We do. So we've got the, um, the Langi Nebbiolo. Yep. We've got their Barolo. Yep. We also have their Dolcetto d'Alba, I believe. Yep. Um, okay. I think those three. But um, yep. it was an Abiolo, the Langi Abiolo we tried last yep. time. And Woof. Geez, it drunk well for what it was. Oh, my Lord. It drunk very well yeah. for what it was. I was very surprised. Yeah. So I thought I would step it up and grab the Barolo. Yeah. So, and prior, let's, let's just, for the sake of it, jump into what is so unique about these was the Nebbiolo. How much was that? I feel embarrassed to say it. I don't know if it, well, there's something wrong with us, or but it was only twenty dollars a bottle. Don't know if the intern got behind the spreadsheet, made a mistake or something. That was twenty bucks. The Barolo is forty-five. So mm. in the context of Barolo, that is very, very cheap. Yeah. Usually um, with Barolo, the price of admission is sort of a hundred. Let's Doing, just say, yeah, sort of, just yeah. say 
100 just as a round figure. Yeah. Same as red burgundy. If you want to try a really decent red yeah. burgundy, you're sort of they're, looking at 100. They've got a reputation to uphold. They do, Whereas but here, they've, they've all let us in. They have. Oh, they, they, they've, let, they've let us mere mortals in the door of trying something that's yeah. a little bit ethereal, sort yeah. of not of this world. It's uh, Yeah, because literally the wine is, there, there's no, it's, it, there's, there's no, it's no slouch. It's no. freaking fantastic. It it's, is. It's yeah. kind of awesome. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm just pointed to the glass. Already, one thing you learn about Nebbiolo is the colour. So, it's not a really opaque, not a really nah. deep colour. It's almost. Like, you go, mate. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it's almost like a brick brick colour with sort of orange highlights. So, quite light. You can actually see yeah. through it. So, like a burnt, almost like Uluru. How yeah, you go? Okay. Give it an Australian touch. What about like. That's a good call. Sun baked brick. It is. It is. It yeah. does have that sort of. It almost looks like it's oxidised. It almost look, looks yeah. like we've got a wine we've kind of left it in the sun. It's a bit sunburnt. Yeah, sunburnt. I said sunburnt. Sunburnt. So yeah. it's got that colour, yeah. but um, let's just get to the nose. Yeah. So this is um, just captivating. <laughs> That's nice. So already, this just classic Nebbiolo, classic Barolo, vanilla, licorice. Yeah, yeah. The the tertiary, I think we were talking before, um, the, those tertiary flavours that you normally associate with Barolo. I don't know, maybe this needs a little bit more time in bottle, but there's, yep. there's still a few of those. I mean, yep. there's a really subtle leathery Yep, thing. yep. Oh, I 100% agree with that. It's subtle. It's not, yep. ma- not massive, not no, common. No, this all about subtlety. There's a bit of leatheriness, a little bit of herbalness. Mm. Um, the classic descriptor is tar and roses. And I'm yeah, getting that really yeah, sort of... Yeah. Tar is a weird descriptor, but it's almost that sweet, dark sort of smell, but it's just yeah. so... And the roses, roses give it that... A yeah. bit of floralness, I guess, um, but very perfumed. Yeah, oh, very this heavy. is, I, th- I think we're saying if, uh, no, maybe I won't say what it is. <laughs> I'm just saying that this could almost be a perfume. It's just so perfume, so lifted. If it was a perfume, I'd be okay with that. I'd, I'd buy this. Yeah. I'd absolutely buy this. I'm not saying I'd wear this. I would, but I'd buy it. It's great. Uh, sh- shall we drink it? We should. Yeah. Chin chin. Yeah, so, so to me, I mean, so many comments you can make on that, but... Mm. I just want to get in first because you can pontificate thereafter and wow us all. Like Wine 101, the balance, mm. the roundedness of this wine, the balance, it, it doesn't, it's, it's, there's so much there, but it doesn't hit you in the face. It kind of creeps up on you and it's like a tsunami's kind of hit you in the face. So I don't know, what's, what's the difference? Like a rising tide that sneaks up and you're sitting on the beach and before you know it, your camp chair's underwater. I don't know, you didn't even notice coming up. It's, That's right, it's sneaky, it's, it's sneaky. It's um, a sneak attack. But no, you're right, you mentioned the balance. I mean, Nebbiolo is a grape that's very high in tannin, very high in acid. I mean, the tannins this. are there. Yeah. Um, so it shouldn't really be balanced. This isn't a massive wine. I still think this is in a medium-bodied frame, but... Mm-hmm. It has all those high acid, high tannin content, but it's just so balanced and got such a beautiful length, very focused as well. You don't notice it. You don't. It, to me, the acid, you, you say it's high acid, and I go, if you compartmentalize all the elements, you go, okay, if I, if I do the, uh, the stooped head test. Yep. Yeah, right, okay. But you just get a perfectly integrated flavor. Yeah. In the context of the wine, those things just, they're absorbed into the fruit. Yeah. And it finishes that beautiful, beautiful fruit flavor, a little bit of oak. I wouldn't say the oak is very noticeable on this, but just, yeah, this is, this is Barolo. Yeah. This is, this is what it is. And I think this is a very, very good example of great Barolo. 
Yeah, as we said, the, the beautiful flavours, those tar and roses, I say rum and raisin. It's almost those flavours you can't really, they're not really fruit-derived flavours. They're flavours you really can't put your finger on. They're just, they're just incredible. Something so going on there. There is yeah, something this, going on there. This wine, if you were to drink it, it requires your attention. It does, it leave does. It, leave it to itself. Give it time, attention, maybe somebody else who you enjoy drinking with. It's it's exciting. It's 40 bucks. 45 it is at the moment. 45. Which I think... Um, if you haven't tried Barolo before and you want to experience that, this is just a bargain to do. And I think it's a pretty good representation of Barolo. So, yeah, a screaming bargain for mine. So, yeah, beautiful. Go see Lindsay. You know where, if you don't know where to find him, I'm not going to tell you. But um, totally worth it. This is incredible. Any closing comments, Lindsay? No, I think we've had a fantastic well, day. Tried good. some, tried some, some great, great wines. Bit of range. Um, that Chardonnay is warming up because it's been out of the sun. Let's yeah. that. And that was a great Chardonnay. Really interesting. The dry great. Enjoy that mm. Barolo. I mean, what the heck, man? we can't really say much more. But yeah, um, yeah no, cool, cool wines. Um, no, I've, I've loved it. Thank you very much. Been a good day. Let's Has... do it again. Chin chin.